Hey listeners, welcome to Real Talk with Simply Tour, where we have real, raw, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations around working while maintaining our mental health or lack thereof. I'm your host, Tor White, and today I have a very special guest, Miss Nikki Powell-Kopman. Um, Nikki is a mental health strategist trainer, parent coach, and recovery specialist. Nikki has delivered interactive presentations and spoken on suicide prevention and youth mental health on various platforms. She also helps individuals combat the challenges that come with addiction recovery. In addition, Nikki is impacting lives globally with her leading mental health magazine and movement, Rally Up to Save Lives, to Normalize Mental Health and End Suicide. With over a decade of education, training, and life and work experiences in, mental, in the mental health field, Nikki is helping strengthen families by cultivating hope and bridging the gaps between parents and their children. Welcome, Nikki. How are oh, you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Queen. No problem. I, it's real. It's um, really exciting to have you here, considering how we met and how long. I've been writing with Rally Up Magazine. It's been a couple of years now, I think. Yes. I was just saying that we're going to be celebra- celebrating our fifth um, year of just being established. And I know you came on, um, I think, like the second year that we um, actually launched. So it's been a while. It's definitely been a while. That is awesome. Well, we <laughs> talked about the, uh, a little bit about what you do, but I know you do so much more. So I want to give you an opportunity to... Give some more information to the listeners about yourself and the magazine. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's, uh, I am, you know, mental health is my jam. So I just eat, sleep and everything mental health. I'm currently um, pursuing my uh, clinical mental health counseling so I can do the license for, and then we have the uh, foundation. So one thing you didn't speak of, just the fact that, Raleigh Up Magazine is a product of We Fight Foundation, uh, which was birthed um, from my daughter and her mental um, challenges. She had her first attempt when she was 13, and um, I was that mom. Um, you're talking about over a decade ago, there, all the stuff that we have on the platforms now from social media to where you can read so much about uh, mental illnesses amongst teens is available at our fingertips, but over a decade ago, it was not. So that's uh-huh. what... Um, you know, gave me that, you know, sense of just, we have to birth something. Something has to help. That's why I'm geared for the parents and um, simultaneously helping the teens and the young adults to uh, fight those, um, you know, silent battles, you know, when they don't know who to turn to because we didn't have that. We were the dark sheep of the family. No one understood. When I used that word suicide, it was like I said something that was like a terrible word, you know, Uh so... um, Death Birth We Fight Foundation in 2016, and um, from there, the magazine was birthed in 2018 because we felt like uh, social, keeping it in a box was not enough, just on the website and and social media was not enough. So, with we, you know, with the Rally Up magazine is global, so we have readers all over the world, all the way from South Africa to Venezuela, you know, because it's digital. Um, so lives are being impacted globally and also it's printed. So um, it's just been a blessing to be on a journey of just being able to produce something. Um, it's faith-based because I believe that you can 
love God, <laughs> you know, serve God, but God also equipped us like these mental health professionals and organizations to help those who are struggling mentally. So you can get both, um, uh, of, of both worlds, you know? So, um, but that's just a little glimpse of, I mean, it's so much more, but I just try to, um, go above and beyond to make sure that, um, families are not left behind and they don't feel alone. Right. And so Nikki, remind me, do you run the foundation and also have a nine to five job? I, whoa, child. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of questions. Huh? Yeah. Um, so thank God that I do, um, have flexibility with my job, but I do have a caseload of, um, right now about 20 cl clients. So I work with, um, you know, addiction, that's the population now. So I'm a recovery specialist. And so my caseload do require me to meet with my clients and, um, you know, meet them in a community and um, provide, um, re you know, relapse prevention and um, so forth. So that is maybe not, not that I have to clock in at nine and leave at five, but you know, our hours are 24 seven. So we work in different hours because we have to meet them where, at the, you know, exactly where they are and what they need. Right. Yeah. And so, and so you're doing that and running the foundation, correct? Yes, ma'am. And looking for features and doing the magazine. So I'm the editor chief of the magazine. I do the, um, the layouts and everything of the magazine as well. So I'm doing, you know, my recovery specialist as well as the foundation, as well as the magazine. So my plate is definitely, definitely full. As well as being a wife, as well Ooh. as a parent. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. Yes, I have a whole teenager's basketball season. So we're doing practices, we're doing games, <laughs> you know, and then of course I have to, I can't forget about hubby. So yes, that lifestyle alone. Um actually um last and I'm in school. So I'm coming up on my practicum and researching suicide prevention because that is so dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um I have I'm in a research class. So you have three classes and I actually had an anxiety attack last night. Why? Because I'm in, you know, I'm processing this, I'm reading this, and I got to do my research paper on this. And what it did, it triggered that, you know, the all the things that I went through with my daughter. She had six attempts of suicide. So I'm doing this paper and I'm trying to get my license and, you know, go, I'm preparing for my practicum. And this is one of the research classes, the classes I need to, before I start my practicum. And so even that, being in school as well. So I'm in school full time. So, my plate is full and I had a whole panic attack, um, you know, like anxiety attack. I had to shut it down mentally, you know, so I have a therapist. I mean, my therapist tomorrow, there is no way I could get through all I'm doing without having a therapist. There's and so no you way. bring up a good point. So even in doing, I, I think a lot of times people, for whatever reason, don't think that people who do the work have therapists and mm. so um just give give the listeners a little glimpse a glimpse of how you manage your mental health while also dealing with individuals who may or may not be in the midst of a mental health crisis but definitely have um, mental health or substance misuse issues well number one um I know we hit, we talk about self-care all the time. You hear people say, oh, you have to self-care. But what does self-care look like? Self-care looks so different from one individual to the next. But for me, um, knowing when uh, I need to shut it down and being okay with that. So um, 
that unapologetically saying no is like really heavy for me because I do I am an empath and I and I have this desire to help everyone and so I used to run like stretch myself very very thin because I'm really so and and because with my clients I'm not just looking at them as clients I really um being an empath you feel you want to help make sure they're good so you're doing the same for your family you're doing you passionate about your work I had to really just um stop overthinking and I had to really like shut it down sometimes like okay at this point I don't you know mentally I'm on overload and knowing what that feel like and knowing the feelings that I'm had, like I, I get this um, very overwhelming sensation and being okay to say, if I don't get this done, it's okay if I shut down for two hours. It's okay if I shut down for three hours because trying to pour from a cup that's, you know, very empty on E, I'm not even producing um good fruits i'm not producing anything everything is just you know i'm i'm agitated at this time i'm i ha- i'm i don't i'm not i don't have anything to give so it's very extremely important for me my self care is being okay with recharging being okay for taking short vacations meaning i need to go away for a day i may not go away for a whole weekend but i will literally go away pack up overnight bag drive somewhere far um you know maybe 2 hours away from home and you know i love to be by water or just somewhere with some a nice scenery and just recharge you know mm-hmm. gather my thoughts get myself together because I am nothing, you know, if I do not take that time to recharge. So, yes, having a therapist one part, but also just shutting it down is the is big, very huge for me. Because my therapist, that's only an hour. She'll give me the tips and tools because she'll ask me now. And she's like, and also don't, those 15, 20 minutes are good breaks. You see, was like, um, in between seeing clients, in, in between doing things, take your 15 minutes, take your 20 minutes. Those are very important as well. Shutting everything off or even she was like, even if it's just watching a quick show, whatever it is to soothe your mind is important. But it, like I said, it looks different for everyone. Um, and I know for me, even making jury, I'm trying to get back into that. That's therapeutic. I love just escaping, putting music on and making jury, you know, so really going back to the things that makes me feel good so that I can be- show up whole for other people. hmm. How do you manage? So I know one of the things that we've talked about just in private conversations before, like I remember, um, you know, a conversation I had where my depression had crept up and I was just like, really, you know, it was just really dark times for me. And you had gone through multiple losses in a small amount of time in those moments. Was it difficult to show up for other people or did you feel any emotions with having to say like, Hey, I, I need to show up for me right now. Um, and I, I may not have the capacities to show up for others in a way that I typically show up. When I had, you know, lost from my mom to my brother-in-law, it was like a lot of deaths back to back. Um, and I was in school, especially when you have a um, magazine or something that people are expecting quarterly. If you disappear you get so much negativity, like stop posting on social media. You know, that's the thing. You lose followers. You lose. I've lost subscribers. Um, I actually did have to shut down. Um, so I was dealing with, I didn't know that I was slipping into a depression. Um, and I didn't know that I was having a hard time that I was trying to process grief. Um, it took my 
uh, faculty advisor um, at the school was just like, did you take a break when you lost your mom? And I was just like, I had to rethink about it. And I was like, you know what I didn't? They was like, grief, grief is like the abandoned, like it'll come rob you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that grief, woo, is it's, so <laughs> it's so fluid. It's so fluid. People think it, it's like, oh, you get a, you get them three days of bereavement. No, that bereavement is nothing. School will give you bereavement. Jobs will give you bereavement. But grief is no timeline on the grieving and healing. It looks different. And this was two years later. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. So um, it wasn't. I was just trying to like swallow myself into all the things like being busy that busyness so I was just going on okay I'm just gonna keep going you know I know she's in a good place you know and I knew all that so I gave myself all the positive talks I could give myself she's in a good place and I know she lived a good life and all this and my brother and everything and I was just like filling you know like filling myself up with everything I needed and when that when it was like a certain things, you know, from her birthday or anniversary, just things that would remind you and trigger. It just kept, I was slipping into a deeper and deeper depression, but I was functional. That functional depression is real. I was still mm-hmm. functioning. I was still going about things, but I started getting darker and darker and darker. So then my brain started, things were getting fogger. You know, my I couldn't think, you know, I couldn't process my paper I was starting to get bad grades on my classes I flunked out on the class everything just started crumbling underneath me that's when I realized that I was in a going like really going into a severe depression and I was still grieving um so it was my faculty advisor was like you know um and this is when when I this when I actually got the therapist she was like are you in therapy did you ever process it and I was like no so that was the best decision I made to actually get a therapist and process my grief um, so yeah, I had to take some time out. I, um, a whole magazine didn't come out. Um, I lost some, we lost some followers, you know, we lost some subscribers, but, uh, I had to find me cause I mm-hmm. was losing me and my family needed me and I needed me, you know, so Riley got magazine didn't mean anything anymore. You know what I mean? We fight foundation didn't mean anything anymore. Um, it was me. I mean, I, that I need to find me and, and get myself back whole to show up. It, you know, so that grief part, um, it, it can really take everything from underneath you. You got to process grief. You got to give yourself time to heal. I couldn't say that more. You know, um, people try to just pick up the pieces. Like we try to be super women. <laughs> You and know, just keep it moving and keep and it moving keep it and moving. keep it moving. Yes, I mean, and I think that's just the worst, you know. So even though your job tells you only need three days, if you need more days, they have FMLA. Take advantage of other things to give your give yourself as much time as you need, you know, to process things. And then if you have to put your projects on hold, we have to be okay with those things. I I, I remember um you know, how, how they always talk about certain balls that you can drop, but those that you can't pick. Our health, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a ball that you just cannot drop and think that you could just pick up and, you know, patch. You have to take care of that. You know, mm-hmm. you have to take care of that mentally, emotionally, physically. You have to, you know, there's no way you could keep doing patchwork and expect to be, you know, producing good fruit or to be you know, prosperous. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. You have to take care of all of that. Mentally, right. emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything you need 
to 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 be whole because being whole and that's what i talk about with mental wealth and one thing i had because we used to call ourselves ultimate guide to mental health i switched it to ultimate guide to mental wealth because you know mental health it refers to you know like i said the emotional and the physical everything we just talked about that you know um social well-being and everything how we think and feel and act right but mental wealth on the other hand i i changed it to the ultimate guide of mental wealth because we have to successfully be able to um, process and manage the content of our mind. So if we don't overload and we overthinking and we grieving and all, we have to be mentally wealthy. We have to be able to think clearly, be able to, you know, conflict resolutions and be emotionally stable and, you know, problem solve and resilience and, you know, um, processing, you know, those life stressors and obstacles. If we're unable to do that, then you need to take time you know to take care you know what i mean your mental health because at this point you're not mentally wealthy mm-hmm. you're not you're not at a place to reach your full potential of what god has for you in your life and your purpose there's no way you know um and i on, on the other hand of all this i am you know uh i i believe in going i am that prayer warrior you know so then i'm showing up as an intercessor on tuesday night you know so i have my um responsibilities on the spiritual side so I know the importance of prayer, but I also know the importance of taking care of my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, one of the things, especially as entrepreneurs, as people who are the leader or the founder of certain, uh, whether it's an organization, a nonprofit, a magazine, whatever it is, sometimes being the head, you do feel like I can't do certain things because I don't want other people to look at me a certain way or I don't want people to think that I can't lead this or I can't do this simply because life happened and I'm like hey I need to take a time to process the life that's happening um I used used to get on live and say that I used to get on live and say it's a whole person behind this magazine I used to say it just like that I want you all to know it's a whole person behind this magazine. This is not just a computerized uh, robotic person, you know, running this magazine. And I Uh, think that's where people need to get back to being able to say there's real people behind the logo. There's mm. real people behind the work. I think a lot of times, whether it's in a nine to five job, whether it's in entrepreneurship, mompreneurship, teampreneurship, whatever it is. We have to start realizing that there's real people behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, that's one of my biggest difficulties with social media because I think a lot of times we get on there, there's bots, there's people, and you get bought down by the opinions of people that you don't even know. Mm, and it's like that. there's not anyone to really sit down and say, listen, there's real people behind that screen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you don't know what they're going through. And so your words hold weight. And so being able to think about the things before we post or before we respond. Um, I, I see people when they go viral and everything, and I'm like, they actually read the comments. I just don't, <laughs> I personally yeah. don't because I just think, you know, you, you have to be very mindful of what you allow to put in your mind. It's especially mm-hmm. when you are the head of it. Yes. When you're running, yes. it can be very easy to feel like you're not doing enough without understanding that your enough is going to look different from someone else's enough. That's so true. And I think important, too, as as we um, 
our founders and visionaries and leaders. Um, that leadership role can lead go go down a path of perfection, being a perfectionist, right? And so when you want to, sh- it's your baby. You don't want nobody to mess it up. It's your baby. You don't want to delegate things out. It's your baby. That was the big. This is the biggest thing I had to work out right now. Got look that therapist like honey, asking for help, building a team where you can get help, like mm-hmm. building a team where you can say I trust you with what I got. You know what I mean? And that because when because the reality of it is when I am when I'm not able to do it, I need my team to still be able to go. That's what I'm working on now. Right. You know, the fact that I can trust, I mean, because these are how uh, these um, agencies that go for a long time able to prosper because they have a team. It's people that's backing. It's not just one person. It's not just one person. And, you know, and, and, and so what I say that even a village, a village is in, you know, whether it's your, within your company and a village outside with it, with your home, whether it's your husband, your family, whatever, but making sure you pray about your village and build your village because those are the people that's going to hold you up when it's, when you are weak. Don't think that you're going to always be strong. We want to always be strong. We want to stay, we, we good. I got it together. But the reality of it is there's going to be a time that you're going to need your village. What does your village look like? Do some um, purging of your circle because if they're not um able to show up for you or pour into you and make sure you're good and you know um that and vice versa you know to uh, uh lift you up when when you get to those points because some we're doing it for everybody else but who's doing it for us exactly that part, that exactly. part is so important to having a village because we loners i know for a lot, a lot of things when you hurt family hurt people don't do you right you know, friendship hurt and all these things. We don't, we, our village do get small, but then there's some strangers out here that's, that become a part of your village. Cause God said, it's some God sent people that I've been knowing, you know, I know even for you, um, and people, y'all, you know, y'all, my, y'all, my family. So, um, times when we were sick, you know, we went going through COVID or whatever. I believe in reaching out, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, are you good? Because it's not just you sending me an article for this magazine, you know? So I feel like I always say is, you know, God put people in my life. I'm going to make sure you're good. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to cherish you. This is who I am. So all I do is say, God, send me those same people back for me because, you know, I know I'm going to need somebody. You know, when I have my weekdays. And so I've been praying for that too, just that village, you know, that strong village and being able to being okay with delegating what that looks like, delegating those things out, you know, so that um, it can lessen our plate. Because, um, and, and you're so true about the social media thing. I know that um, I would no longer, um, you know, go outside of the box and paying attention to what social media is but just going on there doing what I need to do and getting off simple as that right well Nikki it has been wonderful being able to talk to you and I know for a fact I'm gonna have to have you back because there's just so much more I want to talk about especially when it relates to Rally Up Magazine and the foundation um really quick I wanted to see if you could let the listeners know how to get in touch with you and how to find that magazine um, RaleighUpMagazine.com. We're Rally Up every on um, all platforms. Rally Up Magazine on IG and Facebook. Um, and you can also follow the foundation. We Fight Foundation. We're on IG and Facebook as well as We Fight Foundation. I am Nikki Powell Cotman. I'm on um, social media as well. Um, so yes, yeah, support us. We're rallying up to save lives. Is a movement. 
um, and it takes a village. It takes everyone to make sure that we normalize mental health, um, normalize healing, and removing stigma one magazine at a time. Awesome. Well, that is the end of today's show. Thank you again, Nikki, for speaking with me. To my listeners, you can find me at simplytour.com or at bizradio.us. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.